Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. It's been a while. I don't know if you guys uh, watched my last episode or listened to it, but I'm pretty busy in the flight school. I know I start that every episode pretty much with that now. I'm so busy with flight school. I'm so busy. It's I say that because it's true and it's hard for me to get on a podcast now and to fully record with the utmost intention and clarity because my mind is so filled with data and information and um facts and acronyms it's like it's crazy and uh but i'm gonna start getting into recording more because i was supposed to go on my little fall break which was a month three days ago but i ended up getting scheduled for my stage checks and if any of you guys know what a stage check is it basically is what allows you to solo the airplane uh safely it's a four hour long test and i have to take that on wednesday so kind of a big deal um, I was supposed to not take that for a while, but my instructor booked me for right after school. So I was really looking forward to that break after like six months. And then uh, I just have to make it one more week and then I'll be good. And then I'm planning on doing a little vacation here. But the point of this episode um, kind of ties into flight school a little bit, but I'll make it relevant to everybody because life isn't just about flight school. I mean, it is for me right now, but not for you guys. I wanted to talk about how I feel and what I think about when I get really caught up in modernity, like the modern world school, the jobs that we have, the careers, the goals that we have, that we often end up getting pretty disconnected from what is most important. And for most people, almost everyone listening to this, when I say what is most important, yes, obviously, obviously, I mean family, I mean friends, I mean leisure, I mean nature, but I want to dive deeper into that. And that means connecting to the earth on a deep metaphysical, physical, spiritual level. I mean, really getting in tune with the earth again. And I talked about on my Twitter, I think it was how whenever you feel most lost, most confused or disorientated or fatigued or weary, no man ever regrets going back to nature. I don't mean like building a cabin in the woods and retreating there and, you know, living life like a hermit. I just mean taking the time to really indulge within nature for long periods of time. And I notice that with myself, when I have been out of nature, we're never out of nature, you know, sure, we can be confined to buildings and classrooms and, and uh, our jobs, but we're never out of nature. But in a weird way, humans have kind of separated themselves from nature. So we're we're able to say something so paradoxical like being out of nature. But my point is, is I've noticed that when I'm really in school or I'm really distracted and I go out into nature, it takes me a while to click back into nature. And it takes me a while to get back in within the rivers and the, the branches and hear the animals and hear the wind and the river song. It's like, it takes me a while to really click back into that. And I kind of feel like I have... The way I can describe it is like imposter syndrome when I'm walking through nature. I feel almost not as if I don't belong, but just like ghastly, wildly disconnected. And I, and it's a sad feeling to feel that way, to feel so disconnected from nature. But, you know, the nature is very slow, very patient. And humans, especially nowadays, we need lots of instant gratification and we need to see things revealed to us instantly and simultaneously. And um, we need things to happen. You know, it's why we scroll through TikTok and Instagram so much. That's why we, you know, make YouTube videos. It's, it's kind of how our brains are wired today, especially nowadays with technology. And nature is subtle. 
and it's slow. And like I said, it's patient and it is um, easy to miss for those who aren't paying attention. And it takes me a while to get back into the headspace to where I can really look at everything, like really look at everything, really pay attention to everything, use all of my senses, especially smell, which is one of the most neglected senses in my opinion. But to really just breathe in that world and to take in all the scents and all the aromas and to look at the way that the light hits the leaves and the, the way that the you know, river travels across rocks at certain speeds and narrow passages and to really take all that in is, is really magical and it's really a gift. And I guess my point is, is that, like I said, no man ever regrets going back into nature and really taking all that in. And I think that is a skill that a lot of us kind of take for granted now. And, and it's a oddly perishable skill, believe it or not. Um, but also I've noticed something I'm just kind of thinking in my head right now. I noticed that I did, I did a gathering about two years ago. And after that gathering happened, I was able to kind of collect my thoughts a little bit. And I noticed that we were out in the Kentucky forest for like three days, no cell phones, nothing but instruments, but each other, but fires, but mead, but food. It was amazing. Right. And I noticed that when I was out there, I realized, oh, this is how life is supposed to be. Life is supposed to be tribal. It's supposed to be relatively isolated from other mass amounts of people, thousands upon thousands of people, meaning that the city world is kind of, it's a artificial, it's um, a phenomenon, it's, it's unnatural. But when I was in that kind of that tribal environment with my really close friends, I would say there's not all of them are my friends, but there's about 30 people and we're all working together to get firewood, to make food. We all had our own chores and we all kind of just agreed on what to do. And we we're tied that into nature. I was within nature and I realized that this is how life is supposed to be. And it's supposed to be slow and it's supposed to be cooperative. And you're supposed to be with people who act like you, who look like you, who talk like you, who are you, who share the same mindset, not, mindset not only spiritually and physically, but also metaphysically, meaning religiously and mythologically. And that felt really good to me. And to be able to be put in that place. And I think about that feeling, that connectedness that I felt. And the connectedness that I felt to nature was unlike anything I've ever felt before. The way I can describe that feeling is as if I were a child again. And I know when people hear that, they're like, oh, child, oh, you're healing your inner child, bro, by going in. No, it's not what I mean. I just mean like, do you guys remember what nature felt like to us when we were kids? Like when you were walking through your grandparents' garden or walking through a park or playing in your backyard, do you guys remember what nature felt like back then? It felt truly magical. It felt, it felt so weird. And it, sometimes I get glimpses of that feeling that i had when i was a kid and i was walking through nature to be able to look at everything with awe and reverence i mean to look at snails and caterpillars i was i was so obsessed with caterpillars and now i understand why because the idea that a caterpillar can go from a worm to essentially a butterfly was like mind-blowing to me i used to have dreams about wanting to become a caterpillar so i could transform into a butterfly um but that connectedness is what a lot of us are really missing that childlike awe and reverence for nature for god's creation and sometimes i can tap back into that again but it's really difficult to do because i'm so caught up in the modern world and what i have to do here that's not necessarily a bad thing i believe that we're all put here for a reason and we have shit to do and we have to do it and we can't all be whimsical little fairies and pagans and uh or uh you know magical creatures running through the forest at all times or we can't be simulate tribal life i get it you know but we can take the time to reconnect to nature and to 
find that youthful awe that we had for nature at one point. And it's hard to tap into, especially now, you know, I often think about why nature is so hard to tap into now. And I could really, really sit here and just be like, oh, it's because, uh, you know, it's because cell phones and scrolling through TikTok and, uh, you know, everybody just so distracted and we're all addicted to porn. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess that's one reason why we're not connecting to nature now. But have you guys ever thought about how it's becoming more difficult to, uh, for us to cut, connect to nature because of the chemicals, because of the poison, because of the toxins that we've ingested since birth? I mean, look at what's in formula, fluoride, seed oils. Look at how our meat's been poisoned, how it's been tainted. Our vegetables are sprayed with pesticides. Our pineal glands are calcified and hardened, and it's making us harder to dream and to connect to those around us and nature. It's like, yeah, obviously we're distracted and we have phones now and we're not looking at nature, I guess. But what if something deep inside of us has been calcified, has something in, in us has been blocked from truly connecting to nature as we should? And everybody thinks that, you know, oh, I went to nature, I went on a hike and you know, I felt really connected to nature. It's like, no, you probably didn't because it's impossible to reconnect to nature like our ancestors did because our brains are literally different. They are hardened. They are weakened there's a part of our brain that is weakened and it makes us blind in a lot of ways. I think that's how I feel it. And, and it's not necessarily good to feel that because that doesn't really help you, but it's an aspect that's worth considering that maybe, maybe our brains are so dull now, not so dull, but more dull than, um, our ancestors' brains that it's just, you know, cause let me, let me give you an example. I wasn't actually going to talk to you guys about this yet because I wanted to do a book review. But there's this book that I'm reading right now called Wild Magic, and it's about Celtic magic and uh, wild wisdom, Celtic folk traditions and salt for this solitary practitioner. Okay, let me explain. I read books like this. I read books like Beyond the North Wind, which I'm looking at right here. Um, I read any mythological book. I read books about magic, talking to the gods or talking to land spirits or to familiars. Or even like this book talks about accessing the fey realm or fairy realm, right? And it talks about how our ancient ancestors used to look at these realms or use or practice magic with like divination charts or seashells, or they used to read the trees or the clouds and even how they used to navigate through, through the ocean. And everything was so magical to them. And it's really easy as modern man to be like, oh, they were just primitive cavemen or they were just, you know they were just superstitious shamans and you know they none of that had any power it's like really though are we really so ignorant that we're going to look at what they used to do and what they used to think and feel that we're going to call what they used to the how they used to see the world as ignorant the stories that they used to tell the the spells or the rituals or the shamanistic shamanistic castings or future telling it's like we really look at that and we think that they were ignorant we think that they were just superstitious or naive or stupid or just uneducated. In a lot of ways, especially the Celts were smarter, 10 times smarter than we ever were or ever are in, in many ways. And it's like, I remember thinking that too, that what they used to do in the practice, you look at like videos or documentaries or even some like HBO shows about how they used to, you know, conduct rituals or sacrifices. And it's really easy to kind of write them off, but they really were tapped into something really special and really something really unique something very deep within not only their own psyches, but the earth. And it's like, you look at that and you look at who you are now and how you see the world. And you're like, 
man, you're almost envious of them. You're almost jealous of them. But my point is, is that we just have differently wired brains now and our brains, they're just different. And, um, I remember the point that I was getting to with that is that I remember when I was at that gathering two and a half, three years ago now, and I was at, um, you know, in Kentucky and I felt a deep connectedness to everything within that forest during the day and the night, the sun, the stars, the moon, everything had meaning, everything had purpose. Everything was just so vivid and shockingly powerful that I understood. I'm like, this is a smidgen of what our ancestors used to feel and what they used to understand in the world. And I got a taste of that. And because I got a taste of that, I understood that there is deep magic within the world. And a lot of people listening to this, they, when they hear me say magic, they, they think I'm thinking like Houdini type spells or illusions. And no, I mean, I mean magic as in what we're currently experiencing, this consciousness, this realm, this middle earth place, that's the magic. And it's, it's so funny because I've been really interested in hagstones lately and hagstones are basically uh, flint stones or rocks that have holes in them that you're supposed to, according to Celtic lore, to be able to look through the stone and to see within the fey realm, the fairy realm, the magic realm, right? And you take this stone and you're able to look through this hole that's in it and you're supposed to see cool, unique, magical things. And it's just so funny because our ancestors, they really did maybe see fairies or, or familiars or other magical things whether in their mind's eye in another realm or maybe they physically saw it, I don't know. You know, it's I don't know. But now I look at through this Flintstone or through this Hackstone and what I notice that I'm seeing in and of itself, the act of being able to perceive something, to be able to look and see things through the stone and to be able to look at the trees and the rivers, to have that hyper-focused look through that hole within that stone, that in and of itself is the magic. And it's not necessarily all about casting spells and it's, it's not about, I don't know. I'm getting too caught up. I, I want to save, save this book. I'm really inspired by this book right now. I'm really inspired by Celts in general right now. But um, anyways, my point is, is that it's, it's really difficult for us to connect to nature now. And um, we feel so disconnected from earth and we feel so separate from it. I can't say that enough. And I, and obviously when I do episodes like this, I'm kind of projecting and I am saying we, just because I know that's how a lot of us are nowadays, but me, I feel as if though I am disconnected from the earth right now. And I live in a place that I've never lived in before where there's not a lot of nature around me. I mean, there is, but I live in like a suburb type area until we can save up for like land, which hopefully will come up in a couple of years here. And it's just concrete and everyone, nobody wants to talk to each other and, and everyone's really stale here. And I don't know, you know, I miss the mountains, I guess. And I miss being at a high altitude and being able to just go into my backyard and, you know, climb up the side of a hill and overlook a town. And, you know, I, and it's really, really hard for me to connect to nature now, especially with being so tired from school, like school is just exhausting. Um, but yeah, there are, you could still connect to nature at any point, even if you live in a suburb, even if you live in an apartment, you can create sacred spaces within your home and take pieces of nature in with you and, and really really connecting to nature isn't always just about going into nature and like looking at a river or, you know, looking at animals interact with each other. No, connecting to nature really comes back to gaining awareness, consciousness, paying attention to what's around you, paying attention to how you feel, not only on the inside, but how you feel when you're in certain places. That is connecting to nature, gaining that awareness again. And a lot of people, my point is when they become disconnected to nature, they lose awareness.
They lose precision. They lose vision. They lose feeling. They lose intuition, gut instinct. When I say people disconnect from nature, that's really what I'm meaning. On top of not being outside enough and not exploring the gift that was given to us, which is life. Um, but anyways, yeah, I guess I just wanted to use this episode to clarify my thoughts and maybe provide you guys with some insight as to how I've been feeling lately, but everything's been going good. Otherwise, you know, I'm in flight school. I'm six months out of 24 months in, I have a big test coming up. Baby's doing good. Lady's doing good. Everything's great. You know, everything's great. Um, I just need to focus on some other things to make sure that I am healthy and connected because nobody ever wants to be disconnected from the earth. It's not fun. Um, but go to my, uh, Spotify and iTunes. If you guys are listening to this and leave me a review, it really helps the uh, podcast. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and leave a like and um what else oh patreon patreon is still available to you guys to uh if you guys want to support my content you can go ahead there but nonetheless guys have a fantastic sunday and i'll see you for the next episode